When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the Queen Lizzie Memorial episode. Uh, We have some great topics for you. Scott Frost is finally fucking fired. The fun belt is back and the state of Texas is falling apart in front of our eyes. Plus a whole lot more. Be sure to stick around and check it out. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go eight four this year, and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? All right. Ah, motherfucker. That's why I shouldn't clap when I start this thing. I just drilled my elbow on my desk laptop. Now my, now my entire desk is shaking. Tiernan, how you doing, pal? Doing great. I'm uh, I'm eager to hear your thoughts about the Texas Alabama game. So I have been just itching to get a conversation with you. Ah, fair. That's fair. But first, a moment of silence for Queen Elizabeth. I was born on the Dublin streets where the lyres were on the beach, and the loving English beat the water over us. And every single night, when we down with so yeah kiernan mentioned he wants my thoughts on the alabama texas game i was gonna save that for later but i can give those thoughts now we you, won a uh, non-con road game in a hostile environment. Look, the crowd was rocking. Uh, they were chanting cousin fuckers, which I think is a little hypocritical coming from the school, not the fans. I've been corrected on that so many times on the school, the boosters and the coaches. Mac Brown did complain about horns down being a penalty. So little hypocritical there. Uh, but yeah, no, the game was good. I have, I thought, 
the officiating was bad both ways. Uh, the Bryce Young safety, not safety, should have maybe gone another way. I don't have a hard opinion on that. Uh, they've made other bad calls before, like the Dallas Turner roughing the passer call that knocked Quinn Ewers out for four weeks or whatever it is. That was a bullshit call. He tackled the guy who was midair, and yeah, you're going to fucking land on the guy. He didn't slam in the ground like the ref said. Uh, holding calls missed left and right. Uh, PI calls that shouldn't ha- or that weren't called. It was bad, but Texas was kind of pulling out all the bullshit stops too. Uh, this isn't the fucking sixties, guys. And Steve Sarkeesian, you're not Red Hour back. Why the fuck does the visiting locker room not have air conditioning in Texas? Luckily, Alabama was smart enough to fucking bring a portable air conditioner because they knew y'all would pull that bullshit. And then the game-winning kick, Will Richard. Will ice in his veins, Richard lines up for it. Texas calls a timeout to ice him. Okay. Trot back on the field. As he's running up to take the kick, then they start lifting the fucking net. That's bullshit. You're trying to distract them. Luckily, my man's got ice in his veins. He should be the Heisman front runner. Will nailed the thing. Sent Texas. Well, Texas was already home, but sent him back to their apartments with a loss, so. But yeah, no, it was it was a stressful game. I'm not complaining that we didn't beat them by enough because Nick Saban yelled at the media for that. So look, we won. That's all that matters. On is to it UL. though? Is it though? Is it really all that matters? I mean, if you're fucking Heather Dinrich, you're already writing it, writing Alabama out of the college football playoffs. Okay, she said I that mean... on Get Up today. Like, oh yeah, that game was terrible. I, Alabama's not a lock for the college football playoffs. I'm not. I'm not ready to say they're going to make it. What? Yeah. So a, a couple of things with that, uh, and I think we can kind of go into the uh, Texas is soft thing again. Uh, Alabama fa- fans got a total of, I think it was one, th- correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, but it was a thousand tickets and half of them were for the band. And it was like a tiny, tiny band or something. It was something like that. And yeah, they- it. Yeah. It was like for a quarter or a half of our band in the upper bowl. Yeah. And barely any tickets. You try and purposely uh, either don't have AC or purposely chose to shut it off uh, and, you know, do all these things to kind of mess with them. And you still lost. Now, granted, you only lost by a point. So I guess it somewhat worked. Uh, that to go with officiating as well, but like, how, how are you going to survive? How is Texas going to survive in the SEC when it comes time for critical games, middle of the season, uh, going to places like Alabama and Georgia and just realizing that you're going to get slaughtered in there come 2025, you know, supposed date might move up anyway we'll, we'll deal with that later Texas but. is playing at brian denny in 2024 there uh, you go perfect example i texas fans are saying no we're sec ready yeah you guys had a good game but guess what alabama had 15 16 penalties which is the most in the saban era uh there are probably four teams in the sec that wouldn't win that game three i'd go three vanderbilt missouri and then whatever the down team is from either conference every year usually it's tennessee but Tennessee or Kentucky, but they're having good years. So 
year in, year out, it's probably three teams that won't win that game by at least a touchdown. So congrats, Texas. You're the fourth worst team in the SEC. Better than worse, but you're not coming in there and playing in Atlanta at the end of the year. No chance. Unless something drastic happens in the next two years, uh, you know, and, and, you know, Texas football gets completely flipped on its head and they become like an incredibly dominant superpower. I have no idea what they're going to do. That's one of the things I love about college football, though. Something drastic can happen in the next two years. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm just saying I have no idea. I have no uh, concept of what that would be. Uh, NIL deals. Sorry, I do have a concept of it. <laughs> yeah, they start paying all their players a million dollars to come there. No, I mean, yeah. you hit on one recruiting class. Arch is actually as advertised and not what everyone else is seeing now. He's really a three-star who's related to Peyton and Eli, so he's a five-star. Yeah, so it's possible. But right now, y'all are SEC ready in the sense that Vanderbilt's not going to hang 40 on you. <laughs> What a comparison. So I, I'm i curious to see how the rest of their season goes because Texas is also one of those programs, they play to, to their competitor. Like, if they're playing North Dakota State, they're going to win 20-19. to 19. If they're playing Alabama, they're going to lose 20-19. Texas, that's why they lose to Kansas now. They play to the level of their competition, and they need to stop doing that. If it's a really good team, then yeah, that is something you strive for, you want to do. But if you're fucking playing Kansas or Mississippi State when you come to the SEC, there's another team that might not win that game. Uh, You don't want to play to their level. You want to go out there and play to the level of an Alabama, of a Georgia, of an Ohio State, of what Texas fucking used to be. So it's, I don't know, it it was bad. The whole state of Texas is falling apart, honestly. We'll get into the games this past weekend. But for those who didn't see or don't know, Texas A&M has their midnight yell, which is where all the students come out to the state, to Kyle Field. They have the cult leaders at the front in their overalls, hyping them up, talking shit, and saying how he didn't know where App State was It's a hillbilly college. The people of Boone probably couldn't even point out App State on a map. And then they lost. And Twitter accounts were having a field day posting that, making fun of them. Texas A&M was copyright striding every single time. The video that they put out at a school-sponsored event was posted. Accounts were suspended because of it. And it was... So... That could also fall into the just the Texas. Texas is soft. Everything is softer in Texas. But also, you have your five-star cornerback, uh, Denver Williams, whipping it around a parking lot or a parking garage going like 60. What is going on in Texas A&M? Chaos. Absolute chaos. I mean, I guess. Oh, and also, if all this wasn't fucking bad enough, Jimbo Fisher has a ninety-four point no ninety-five point six million dollar buyout. The next closest is Dabo Sweeney with his forty-seven point five. Texas is fucked, or Texas A&M is fucked, right? Absolutely, can't like, get rid of the guy. 
you can't get rid of the guy if you want to keep paying your recruits. So your options are have a shitty coach with good players or a maybe decent coach with shitty players. Unless there's some third option where you pretend that Jimbo Fisher was fucking his assistant and you fire him with cause. I mean, Alan Green's looking for a job right now from Auburn, so maybe he has some tips on how not to do that so you can actually fire your coach. But, yeah, Texas is a shit show right now, and it's hilarious. And that, was, on? and that was 10 minutes of Kevin ranting about the state of Texas. So we are off to a flying start. I got way more than 10 minutes in if you want. <laughs> we should really try to keep this under an hour. So That's fair. Plus also eventually it'd probably go into certain other things outside of football on my yeah. thoughts on the save Texas. But uh, the fun belt is back, by the way. We oh, mentioned great. that App State beat Texas A&M. Marshall upset Notre Dame. And Georgia Southern was the nail in the coffin that got Scott Frost fired. So, before we continue with that, uh, Scott Frost, uh, and I, I will take this to my grave, Scott Frost was not fired because he lost, they lost to Georgia Southern. Scott Frost was fired because he was fired because Northwestern lost to Duke at home and they lost to Northwestern away. So if that was, it was, it was more, it wasn't so much the Georgia Southern was the spike that killed Dracula. And then uh, Duke took a sledgehammer and made sure it went straight through the whole body. See, I would buy that except for one thing. What I think if one or the other happened, I think if Northwestern lost to Duke, you could have lived with that for another three weeks. Well, okay, yeah, we're going to get into this. <laughs> Northwestern lost to Duke, and you couldn't beat Georgia Southern. Nebraska looked at your card and went, well, if we wait three weeks, we only have to pay him $7.5 million. No, we cannot have this man around our program for another three weeks. We will cough up the $15 million to get him the fuck out. It's wild. It's wild. That is. It's insane. It's insane. Like, I don't understand how Scott Frost can go from coaching the 2017 UCF, uh, excuse me, having an undefeated season at UCF and then coming to Nebraska. And I understand there's a different mentality in the conference and there's, there's a different play system and style of, you know, of things. And COVID certainly didn't help because he, I think he was a year or two into it at that point. Um, but like, how how did you how did you fuck up this badly? I I forget who said it, but a former player or coach said that you can find talented skill position players across Power Five, Group of Five, even some FCS schools have really good position players. It's the guys up front that really cause a difference. And Scott Frost just couldn't recruit offensive and defensive line. And that partially was his downfall. I think he also couldn't coach up to his competition. Uh, so I think that was a problem. But yeah, it's it's going to be weird. I'm very curious who their next head coach is going to be. 
You mean they're apart from the interim guy right now? Uh, <laughs> Mickey Joseph. Just, yeah, they have to stick with him for two reasons. One, he is the first black coach at the University of Nebraska across all sports, not just football. Congrats to Mickey Joseph for making history. Uh, that's really cool. That's like that's the one cool thing that I hope Nebraska fans will go. You know, it, it was a long time coming, but this is kind of cool that it's finally happened. Uh, and also, who are they going to get? This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. That's true. Because they're talking, oh, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's not fucking going to Nebraska. God. Oh, Deion It was Sanders. bad enough in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, if he's going anywhere, he's going to Florida State or an yeah. SEC school. Yeah. It, he would never go any, that fucking cold. <laughs> or that back, Nebraska fans and the administration need to realize we don't, we can't look for someone who's worthy of Nebraska. We need to find someone who thinks Nebraska is worthy of them. And mm. guess what? The list of up and coming or established good coaches that the answer to that question is yes, Nebraska is worthy of me is fucking zero. The only option you have might be oh, um, Iowa's offensive coordinator, Ferenc, who strictly got the job because his daddy's the head coach and he can't score a goddamn touchdown. That's probably your best bet right now. Actually, that brings up a really good, really good point. How has that man not been fired? How has Kirk not been fired? He has been there since 1999 to present. Okay. Now he's had a bunch of winning seasons scattered about and, you know, he's been, he's had solid eight and five seasons, seven and sixes, 11 and twos, some years, 10 and twos, other years, things like that. At some point, even though he's had a decent record and he's never been to the state, sorry, not to the state, but the the, the, the position where he's completely lost control of Iowa. But surely you can you could pick somebody else uh, to score you 14 points in two weeks. Surely there's somebody else out there who can turn this around. I mean... Yeah, I guess we have yet to see uh, what he can do for the rest of the season. But I, I was, I couldn't believe when I looked up his name. I was like, he's been there for that long. Like I never thought about it, but I'm just like, holy shit, that's that's almost as long as I've been alive. Yeah, he's. I think it's also it. Iowa just can't cut the cord. They're like, 
look, we were three and eight before he got here. Yeah, we were one and ten last year, or his first year, rather. Excuse me. Yeah. By his fourth year, you were eleven and two, tied for first in the Big Ten West. Then ten and three, ten and two. Then some down years, but eleven two and oh nine, eight and five and ten, twelve and two and fifteen. I mean, he's had, like you said, he's had good seasons. I think Iowa just doesn't want to cut the cord. But at the same time, you know, 23 years of coaching and 14 points in two weeks. I I, I would I would argue that there's a case to be made, Kevin. <laughs> oh, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying from Iowa's perspective. Fine. Now, Iowa's AD has to call him into this office this offseason and go, look, Kirk, you've been here a while. This is going to make Thanksgiving a little awkward, but you have two options. Either Brian can be out of a job or you both can be out of a job. You can fucking pick. And either make him fire his son or fire them both. Uh, it's going to be fire them both. Oh, 100%. But I'm also still operating under the belief that Iowa's just scared to cut the cord. They're scared of what else is out there. It's like when you're in a bad relationship, but you just don't want to be single. Oh, yeah. Iowa... I was like not thrilled with how Kirk's been doing, but they also are scared of what other coach might come in. Could they do worse? Like, yeah, yeah my girlfriend screams at me, but if I break up with her, the next one could stab me. Yeah. It's, it's basically the choice between keeping a, keeping a person that kind of yells at you and get, you get frustrated with or Scott Frost. And I would argue <laughs> Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I would argue that staying with the person is better only yeah. in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, it basically, I think I think Iowa is a little bit more respected right now in college football than Nebraska. So they can probably get a little bit better coach. But they're not getting like Urban Meyer. Well, hold on. Just in the in this quick scenario, I would argue that Urban Meyer would go to Iowa before he would go to Nebraska. Oh, he would go to Iowa before Nebraska, but I don't think he'd go to either. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Like, gun to his head, like, Urban, you're taking a college football job. Here are your choices. Yeah, he'd pick Iowa over Nebraska. But I don't – I think there's a lot of other schools that are ahead of him, ahead of Iowa in that list. And I, I think that would be one of the reasons he would choose Iowa is because it's essentially just Ohio rotated 90 degrees, if you think about it. That's Food true. Food for thought. Food for thought. There you go. Never That's thought about true. that, but now you did. Now you can't unsee it. Iowa is Ohio of further west. <laughs> uh, how are the steakhouses in Iowa? Nebraska versus Iowa. Which state has better steakhouses? I think that Ooh, will decide. I would argue that probably nebraska has better steak i don't know i i I feel like it could be iowa uh that we'll have to take a trip out and visit uh yeah you could not fucking pay me enough money to go to iowa or nebraska i'm good (laughs) i'll just I'll, i'll send you out there and you can report back okay yeah i'll go out for a penn state iowa game or something uh, that might, that could convince me actually to go. All right. Oh, well, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, it's, but who, speaking of coaches getting fired, do you, who do you think's the next one to get fired? Uh, well, actually I was going to say Kirk, uh, friends, but I, now that I'm thinking about it, it's, it's harder for me to actually claim that now. Uh, I think, 
Um, I think Notre Dame might part ways. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. If if the rest of the season ends up the way the first two games for Notre Dame has, and arguably they didn't play that poorly against Ohio State, but you cannot lose to a team like Marshall and keep your job for that long. I, I don't care how well you know the system and things like that. You cannot claim to be... I, I know they have no say in where they're ranked, but... I mean, that was a pathetic loss, to be honest with you. So if they keep playing like that, I think he, I think Smith's done. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I think this weekend, Brian Harson could be coaching for his job. If they can't beat Penn State at home, I think th- they already tried to fire him. They beat San Jose State by eight last weekend. I think he's coaching for his job. Uh, I think Billy Napier needs to step it up at Florida. That was a bad game. Anthony Richardson was abysmal. You lose Kentucky at home for the first time in like 20 years or something like that. It's just not great in the SEC for some of these teams right now. It's weird. It's weird. You have like the Kentuckys and the Tennessees doing really well. And then you have Alabama barely scraping by, I know there was a bunch of caveats, and Florida losing, and you're just like, hold on a second. When when did this happen? Yeah, I mean, I think those are my picks. I think one of those two, gone. Uh, but speaking of Penn State at Auburn, Kiernan, do you want to uh, – we'll, we'll do our picks first, and then we'll do the review after because okay. that was a good segue. We'll switch it up this week. See if I can have a bounce back week again. Uh, Kiernan is up 6-4 in the picks competition. We'll get into the breakdown of those games after. But first up, number 12 BYU at number 25 Oregon. Kickoff is at 3.30. It's at Autzen Stadium in Eugene. Oregon's a minus 3.5 with an over-under of 57.5. Kiernan, who are you rocking with here? Uh, I think that BYU has been on a good enough role that despite them playing in Oregon, I'm going to go with BYU and it's going to be 32-24. Okay. I am also going to go with BYU in this one, but I'm going to go BYU 35 to Oregon's 14. I do not trust Bo Nix to play against a ranked opponent unless they're Alabama. (laughs) Even then, he's probably going to lose. It's just going to be a better game. Uh, next up, number 22, Penn State, heading down to Auburn. This is the fourth time a Big Ten team has gone to Auburn. Uh, kickoffs at 3.30. It's at Jordan-Hare. Penn State's a minus three with an over-under of 49. I'll go first because Kieran wants to talk about Penn State. I'm going to go Penn State 36, 30, yeah, 28. 36, 28, Penn State. Kevin, I cannot express to you how much I do not want to talk about Penn State because the minute I do, shit's going to hit the fan. So I am, I, I'm going to have to go with my gut and just say it's going to be a repeat of last year, 28 20 Penn State. But oh my God, do I have a gut wrenching feeling that it's not? Yikes. Well, you might be saving Brian Harson's job then. <laughs> Fair. 
Number 13, Miami, not of Ohio, versus 24, Texas A&M. Kickoff is at 9. It is at Kyle Field. A&M's a minus 5.5 with an over-under of 48.5. Kiernan, who are you rolling with in the Canes, or the convicts versus the cultists? (laughs) Wonderful description. Uh, I'm going to have to go with... uh... I guess, as you aptly described them, the convicts in this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, only joking, Miami fans uh, and Jared. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Miami. Uh, I think Jimbo Fisher will get fired after this. No, I'm kidding. Uh, this is all speculation, of course. Uh, Miami 35-26. I like, I like that score a lot, actually. Right? It, it feels right. It really does. I'm going to go with Miami also. I'm going to go 24 to 17. So I can get the under on that. Next up, the game we're all looking forward to this week, folks. FCS Stony Brook at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Kickoff is at 3.30. It is at Alumni Stadium. That's a It's a way longer name than that, but we're just calling it Alumni Stadium. Stony Brook is a minus two and a half. Over under 49 and a half. I'm rolling with Stony Brook in this one. UMass lost to an FCS school last year. They're going to do it again. Stony Brook, 14 to 10. Oh, Kevin, Kevin, why would you do that to me? I'm going to go the exact opposite. So UMass 14, Stony Brook 10. Oh, that's that's the first game we actually disagreed on this week. Yeah. So this week's really just going to come down to that, or like this game, and then the Miami A&M over-under. I'm, I'm going to have to text both my brothers to wear all their Minuteman gear and just be like whooping and hollering for them because I need UMass to pull this off. I want to go four for four this week. I want to make it count, and I want to make that UMass game the most important game I watch or even try to all weekend. That's fair. That, that's really fair. Um, but... Week two I feel weird because I jumped the gun and we did this out of order. <laughs> so let's just, I don't have a segue. Let's just talk about the AP poll this week. Uh, it's It's been a weird week for college football, but others receiving votes. Marshall getting 85, Cincinnati with 80, App State with 80, K-State with 77, UNC 71, the Pirate Ship with 43, Florida State with 42, Oregon State with 42, Minnesota 37, Washington State 30, Notre Dame 23, Air Force 19, Texas Tech 17, Wisconsin 7, Auburn 4, Iowa State 4, Purdue 1. Do you have any thoughts on that, Kiernan? I have some thoughts on Marshall being the 26th team in the country uh, when another team shouldn't be the 25th, but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, the only thing I have with that is it, that the Air Force isn't uh, isn't 25th, and so they hate the troops, and that should say sure. all that needs to be said about it. It's, and it's a Army fact. didn't get any votes. So. And Army didn't get any votes. Perfect, perfect example. People hates the troops. Uh, they hate the troops. All right. 
25 with Oregon, uh, 24 Texas A&M, 23 Pitt, 22 Penn State, 21 Texas. Oregon got fucking run off the field by Georgia. They beat up on Eastern Washington, so they're that 70 to 7, so the 25th best team in the country. No, every team above them in this ranking, and a lot of the teams below them probably would have done just as well against Eastern Washington. Get Oregon out of here. Put in Marshall. It's fucking bullshit. Same thing with Texas AM. I think dropping 18 spots is not good enough. I have to agree with you there, Kevin. I think I think that's perfectly fair. I think once, I mean, obviously, if, with a loss to Miami this weekend, Texas A&M will be like, you know, where Purdue is, just getting one vote. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. That'd be really nice. And then they're going to be like the 25th team after they go 8-4. and four. Right. <laughs> Ridiculous. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Number 20, Ole Miss, 19, Wake Forest, 18, Florida, 17, Baylor, and 16, NC State. I don't really have any huge issues with this. Do you have any thoughts, Kiernan? No, I don't. I'm just going to – I just wanted the pause to be completely awkward. Um, No, I don't have any issues with this. I think Wake Forest – completely deserves their 19th ranking. Uh, I will say, actually, I just want to go back to 21 through 25. I hate, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it when Penn State gets ranked because I feel like they get immediately way too cocky for their own good and they'll be like, oh yeah, we're ranked, we're going into this, we're going to be, you know, we're powerhouse team blah 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 blah, and then they blow it and then they just get dropped straight out of the rankings that's my only comment on that texas going up seven spots doesn't make a lot of sense either uh i get that they only lost to alabama by one but maybe i'm just losing it or whatever but that doesn't make any sense to me yeah that's Um, true that's wake wake forest absolutely deserves it florida uh with a tough loss to kentucky like that 18's about right. Um, we'll see what they can do with the rest of the year. And the other the other guys I have no no real issue with. Yeah, I don't think that Florida slide is going to be stopping anytime soon. Anthony Richardson looked bad. He did. Uh, moving on, number 15, Tennessee. Number 14, Utah. Number 13, Miami, not of Ohio. Number 12, BYU. And number 11, Michigan State. Uh... I mean, Miami hasn't really played anyone, but neither have a lot of the schools on this list yet. So, 
I would like to give one particular shout out to Michigan State. If they continue on this, what seems, I understand that they haven't really played anybody of significance yet, but if they keep on this, what I can only assume is a uh, slowly speeding up train, uh, they are going to be contenders for a Big Ten championship. That's true. They got a good chance to move up this weekend, too. I know Washington's not as good as they used to be, but. It is a Power 5 opponent, even though it is the Pac-12. It's really like Power 5 and a half, really. They're like one foot in the Four Power and a half. 5. <laughs> Four yeah, and one half. foot in the Power 5. It's bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the AP poll has been pretty good this year so far. I'm kind of surprised. Respect. Uh, <laughs> number 10 are Kansas. Number 9, Kentucky. Number 8, Oklahoma State. Number 7, USC. And number 6, Oklahoma. Uh, I... Why is Oklahoma moving up every week? They still haven't really played anyone. Yeah, and they're only going to play Nebraska this week and then beat them and then move up to like four. And everyone's going to be like, that's not a real opponent. No, it's almost as bad as Michigan's opponent this week. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, Huge shout out to number two, Kentucky. Well done uh, beating Florida. Absolutely deserve it. I hope they continue on. continue winning and become a, an absolute force in the sec. That would be so funny to watch. Uh, but other than that, I really have no comments on this. Fair. All right. Uh, top five, Oklahoma, or not Oklahoma. They're six. I'm dumb. Clemson at five, Michigan at four. And they're playing UConn this weekend. That was the joke I was making. Ohio state at three, Alabama at two and Georgia at one. Uh, honestly, no real issues. I don't think Clemson is going to be a five for much longer. DJ looked bad at points and uh, Kubak Cade, whatever the fuck his name is. Didn't look much better this past weekend against Furman. He looked fine, uh, but I'm not sure he's a clear cut upgrade anymore. Uh, and Alabama moving to two makes perfect sense. They. Yeah. Bottle Georgia this. beat up. It was Samford, but still Georgia won 33, nothing Alabama one by one. I get why. Yeah. Dropped. Right. It, it, it makes sense. Um, just on the Michigan uh, team, not necessarily the position. Uh, I, I don't think, was anybody really surprised by the JJ McCarthy, you know, being QB one? Like, I know there was like some, t- there was talk in the Michigan camp about, oh, it's, you know, it's going to be a hard fought battle. And then everyone immediately just goes, nope, it's, J.J. McCarthy, just a, like 100% J.J. McCarthy. Uh, we don't really need to see any more. I, I, was I that just Jim, me, or did, does, I, is I that... I think Jim was surprised. Because there's I, no other reason why he would have a quarterback competition go into the season and have Cade McNamara start week one. Unless he was pretty sure it was going to be McCarthy, and he's like, well, let's see what Cade can do week one. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Which... I get that last year was the best Michigan team that we've seen in a while. So I get wanting to give Cade McNamara a fair shake. However, you had all the offseason, spring practice, fall practice to give him a fair shake. If J.J. McCarthy's the guy, J.J. McCarthy's the guy. I'm just glad that Jim finally made that decision. Agreed. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Cade McNamara is not going to win you any games. He's not going to lose you any games but he's not going to win you any either. 
J.J. McCarthy might lose you some games by relying on his talent, but he's going to win you a lot more games. And that's what you need once you get into the later half of the season, the conference championship, bowl games, the college football playoff. You need a guy who will go, hey, guys, I know we're struggling, but don't worry, I got you, and lead you to a win. Cade McNamara is not doing that. He's got a backup vibe. Oh, 100%. He's gonna get he's gonna get like picked up, you know, uh as a undrafted um free agent or something like that, and just do like a Brian Horror Hoyer or something like that and just be a backup his entire life. Spin zone. Cade McNamara is gonna be a sixth round pick to a team with an established starter with a big contract. Okay, hear me out. Yeah, yeah, go on. The established starter. It's going to be like week two. Oh, oh, I know where this is going. Second season. He's going to be playing the Jets. The established starter is going to get hit. Has some internal bleeding issues. Cade McNamara is going to come in, win five Super Bowls. Yep, damn right. (laughs) We are underestimating him now. So so he can skyrocket into the future. Exactly. Also, quick note on Ohio State. Jackson Smith and Jigba is expected to be back Saturday. They're playing Toledo, so it doesn't fucking matter. But... Good sign for them that this will not be, uh, hopefully not being an ongoing issue with their best offensive player. Uh, moving on. So that was the AP poll. I am, like I said, I'm pleasantly surprised this year so far. Now, if Georgia struggles against South Carolina, and by struggles, I mean doesn't win by 20, and Alabama has a repeat of 2007 and they barely beat Louisiana Monroe. Uh, they will probably put Ohio state at one in which I think would be fucking stupid. Like you can't justify putting Ohio state above Georgia at this point, but that's just my lack of expectations when it comes to the AP poll. We all know this doesn't fucking matter until the cultural playoff poll comes out. Uh, we'll just jump into our week two review real quick. Cause I jumped the gun. I unloaded a little too early. That's a common issue with me. I know. I'm working on it. Uh, Alabama, Texas, we've been talking about it all day. Karen and I are both taking an L on this one. Uh, yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking... It, it was bad. I just... Uh, I for just, us. I, yeah, seriously. I want to uh, say one quick thing about the Alabama, Texas. So... Going back on the uh, spreadsheet we have here, it's it's Alabama minus 20 for the spread, which makes perfect sense going into that game. Um, no, that was actually their score uh, for the game. Hey, <laughs> we just predicted out, it early. If they shut Texas out, then that would, would have been perfect, yes. <laughs> uh, Florida at Kentucky. Kierden picked Florida 28-24. I picked Kentucky 24-21. Uh, Kentucky won. 26 to 16, so I get the win there. Uh, Baylor at BYU. Kiernan had Baylor 32 to 21. I had Baylor. I think I said you had BYU. That's what I meant. Yeah. If I didn't, uh, I had Baylor 35 31. It took some overtimes. The score was 26 to 20, but Kiernan gets the win there just because he picked the winner and he was kind of close. Uh, next up, UAB at Liberty. Kiernan had UAB 30 to 21. I had them 28 and 19. Liberty won 21 to 14. So Kieran and I both get the loss there. So really no movement based on last week. It is six, four Kiernan instead of five, three, like it was last week. Um, 
so yeah, it's still comeback season. Don't you worry about it. Did you watch game day this weekend, by the way? I did not because I have an upcoming exam. For all you engineers out there, it's the FE and it sucks. <laughs> oh, gross. It is. It's awful. Are you getting a master's or is this just like a certification? It's a certification. Rip. Well, then I'll <laughs> yeah. talk about then I'll talk about game Do day. It. So this was Pat McAfee's first show of game day as a full-time member. He was on, it was two years ago now, I think, at Baylor. Uh, perfect fit. He is, you know, they're definitely bringing him on to fill the Lee Corso role. We talked about this last week. He did perfectly. And my dad hated it because he's like, why the fuck doesn't that man have a shirt on? Because he was wearing a tank top and a blazer. Perfect. No notes. Pat McAfee, wear that every week. It's great. It's going to, and I don't want to say game day has gotten boring, but it is doing a good job of being proactive, getting big name people with younger crowds to get them to want to watch a game day every morning or every Saturday morning, rather. Uh, I'm curious when Lee Corso will finally be like asked to kind of, all right, Lee, you can not even ask, like told he's allowed to retire. Cause every year he's like, guys, can I stop doing this now? And like, no, put on the head. <laughs> so uh, Pat McAfee was a great pick. He, he was the only pick. There was really no one else they could bring in for that. And then uh hangman from, this is just related to this weekend. Hangman from Top Gun Maverick was an amazing guest. Even though he's a Texas fan, it was hilarious. He was picking the Alabama Texas game, pulled out a mullet wig from under the desk and put it on. Fire. Talk about Quinn Ewers. Incredible. Love the energy. If Pat McAfee doesn't do this for much longer for some reason, if he doesn't want to, bring in Hangman. It will be perfect. Uh, we also, I feel like we're fucking flying through this, so. Not the oh. worst thing in the world. Yeah, fair. Uh, for some, we have some news also on the Oklahoma and Texas to the Big 12, to the SEC from the Big 12. Uh, the SEC told Georgia and Tennessee to cancel their non-con Oklahoma games that are upcoming. Uh, Tennessee had one in 2020 that was canceled because of COVID. It was expected to be made up. They are playing in Knoxville next year. And then Georgia's playing Oklahoma next year as well. And then the makeup or the second game of the home and home would be in 2031. The SEC told them to cancel it. Uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, this is because they're leaving the Big 12 early. No, it's because the next game in the fucking series will be after they've already joined the SEC. So they don't want to mess with their scheduling by having it count as a non-conference game if they're already in conference. Karen, do you have any thoughts on that or... Does it just make sense to you? I don't it, get why people are talking about this. Yeah, it, it just makes sense to me. Like when I initially saw the headline, I was kind of like, huh? Because I, I didn't think about it. Uh, but then I was like that. I looked up at like when they were playing the home and homes things. I was like, oh, that's OK. Yeah, I mean, that that's really not that big of a deal. It Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it it really doesn't. I don't get why people were kind of like freaking out about it, but I don't know. People also just don't think uh, Brian Kelly has to stop doing things that <laughs> seem likable, by the way. Uh, Brian mm -hmm. Kelly was late to the press con to a press conference this week and a man of his word. He did pay the $10 fine that he instituted last week. Honestly, 
gotta give credit where credit's due. I mean, if he if he's late and it was a ten dollar fine, it's a ten dollar fine. Paid up. And look, Fair he enough. hasn't killed a kid yet. So look, there's all positives down at uh, Baton Rouge. I mean, that's the upside of losing week one. The only place to go is up. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you really sure he can go zero and twelve? Zero and twelve. That's pretty. That's pretty low. Fair. Fair, but it's also like killing a kid. It, you kill one kid, the only place to go is up. Just stop killing kids. So, <laughs> the very, very simple, simple procedure of not yeah, doing I mean, the thing a, that <laughs> it's a lesson Brian Kelly is very versed in. He knows <laughs> you get one and you can still coach <laughs> two. Uh... Yeah, then it starts becoming a, a, an issue. How, how long does it take? The question really now is, Kevin, how long does it take to qualify as serial? Um, I think it's three. I said th- I've heard five, and I was like, that seems a little well, high. But also, it has more to do with the time frame with which it happened. That's that's than, a very good point. That's like, a very good point. Yeah. If you if it was one a year, I'd say that's serial. Yeah, like if you kill five, pe- this is taking a very dark turn. If you <laughs> yes. kill five people in like a half hour, then you're just a mass murderer. If right. you kill four people over a year, you're a serial killer. Okay. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That makes sense. I mean, that, that's I a fair bit of logic. I think we can all agree on. This is like we of all the shit we've said. This is definitely going to be the thing that gets us in the most trouble. I agree. <laughs> I'm also not editing it out because <laughs> of I have journalistic integrity. Uh, Bro- or Chip Kelly is also speaking of the Kelly brothers, even though they're not related. Uh, Chip Kelly, UCLA put out a graphic today. Welcome to transfer you. No one has successfully utilized more transfers since 2020. Uh, UCLA has 20. Arizona State with 18 or 20 starters. Arizona State 18. Ole Miss 16. Blah blah blah. Chip Kelly was asked about it. He said, "When I saw it, I said that's a mistake. Like that's not how we want to represent what we're doing and how we want to use high school recruits and transfers." And they asked why, like why haven't has the post been deleted? Chip Kelly's the first coach to actually fucking understand how social media works. It's already out there, so I don't know what deleting it does. Uh, that's a good point. Fair play to him. So, I, look, I'm honestly surprised of all the coaches. Chip Kelly's the first one to understand social media. But, but also, still, what does that? But what does that say about what does that say about UCLA though? Because they're not that good, and you know, utilizing transfers. You say, it was like what 20 you said yeah like what's okay so you've utilized 20 transfers and you've done what with them you haven't won two games that's for damn sure <laughs> or this season i should say it is it is going back to 2020 oh fair enough fair enough ucla uh, yeah. we're so bad at recruiting we need to get players from other schools to help us win <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's what our graphic are really stating it's all yeah. it's all reading between the lines yeah, pretty much. Uh, Kira, do you want to do who's the idiot for this week that I completely forgot to put on our spreadsheet? Yeah, sure. 
Who's the Idiot is brought to you by Yeats. As always, head over to yeatsofficial.com, promo code tailgate for 10% off your order. I love those sunglasses. I wear them every single day of my life. It's really awkward when I go to a bar at night because I refuse to take my Yeats off, but it's fine. No one was going to talk to me anyway. It's about class, so, Kevin. Exactly. I just want to be like Scott Zolak for those from the New England area who watches pre-game and post-game stuff, or even just seeing about at a bar. He's always wearing sunglasses. Man is my hero. Uh, but this week, we heard a lot about officiating. Alabama was robbed. Or not Alabama was robbed. Excuse me. Texas was robbed by the officiating. Alabama got all the calls. Uh, Brandon fucking Walker, the biggest idiot in college football, said that it's all SEC bias. And everyone else is saying the same thing. Kiernan, is Brandon fucking Walker and everyone else an idiot? Or am I the idiot for thinking it was not bias and like the officiating didn't target Alabama or didn't target Texas? I sorry, I, I might be a little bit confused as to who is targeting what, but like I don't think that there's I don't think that there's SEC bias in terms of officiating. Like, I think it's just shit refs making shit calls and they just happen to go against your team. I mean, I can count. I Sorry, excuse me. I can't count on my hands the number of times that Penn State has been screwed out of calls. I can't. It's It's been it has been so many and people were, oh, it's not really, you know, that doesn't really count. And this was this whatever. I don't think it's SEC bias. I think if you if it's SEC bias, it means that the team that it's in favor for, so let's just say Alabama in this case, they'd be up by about 40 if that was the case. They weren't. It was shit umpiring and officiating, and that's what was the reason that, that was the root cause. Let, let me also rephrase it's the main complaint is it's Alabama bias. Like the refs are always Even- helping Alabama. Even still, even still, if it's Alabama bias, Alabama should have 60 points on that board. That's a fact. I, And this is really just an issue with Brandon Walker and Jack Mack, who's also complaining about how they have the best everything and they get rest or they get all the calls. Uh, first off, Alabama had fucking 16 penalties called against them. That's the most in the same era. Oh, it but was the a, safety. It was 100, yeah, okay. 100 yards, right? 100 yeah. something yards. Yeah, 16, 16 penalties, 100 yards. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the safety. Yeah, that was a shitty call. So was the Dallas Turner roughing the passer. So was all the missed holds on both sides. So was the missed BIs on both sides. Also, a big reason why I know this wasn't like SEC refs helping Alabama, they were fucking Big, big 12 refs. Why the fuck would a Big 12 ref want Alabama to win? Because people aren't understanding that. The home team has the officiating crew. Whatever conference it is, they send the crew. Now, bowl games are different. It's like if it's an SEC Big 12 bowl game, you have a Pac-12 ref. It, but it blows my mind that people are this fucking dumb. Oh, well, it's Alabama bias. Like the rest want Alabama. You do understand the Big 12 sent the refs, right? Why would the Big 12? And oh, well, they wanted Texas to lose because they're going to the SEC. Why Why would they give a shit? They want their conference to win. And then they want to see Texas get blown out once they go to the SEC and go, oh, see, it really was yeah. just they got all the recruits because of the Big yeah, 12. It's, 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 it's washing my hands, not my problem anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's it's either they want, Big Tw- they want Texas to win because then the Big 12 wins and they look better, or they don't give a shit. I'm going with the latter. Yeah, it's... It, it's ridiculous. I 
I hate how everyone, every time Alabama wins something, oh, well, they had the game gift wrap. Oh, they, it just fucking Alabama gets everything they want. Yeah, they get everything they want because they fucking win. Oh, why can't little old Notre Dame get a five-star? Why is he, why is a five-star decommitting going out there? Probably because they don't want to fucking lose to Marshall. (laughs) Yeah, that that would be a reason. (laughs) A five-star losing to Marshall in front of a five-star recruit is a bad look. It's infuriating. Everyone should feel bad for me for being an Alabama fan because I have to deal with this stupidity every day. Get to sit up there on your high horse looking down on the rest of us. Yeah, it, everyone should respect Alabama more. That's the point. Respect I mean, Alabama. I mean, even even you can tell from uh, this podcast here how much my stance in Alabama has changed. Last year, I hoped they all died in a fire. And this year, I'm just like, yeah, there's no point in betting against them. I thought that Texas game was hilarious purely from a uh, non uh big 12 non sec you know school an outsider looking in just watching the chaos ensue and having a grand old laugh about it so for me it's great but you know i still i still expect to see alabama either one or two this entire year so it's there's no point in like it's it's just me having fun at this point see so i think you're happier than the average college football fan then Probably, yeah. Take Alabama out of it. Alabama fans out of it. If for other teams, when Alabama wins, they get mad. They complain. Well, look, of course, Alabama won again. The refs called everything in their favor. You don't give a shit. If Alabama loses, it's like, ha, that sucks. But if they win, you're like, all right, well, this was expected. Time to move along with my day. Yeah. I I don't, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to let an Alabama win get to me at this point. The only people who should be really upset about an Alabama win is like Auburn, Tennessee, or if your team lost. That's the only two groups. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, it just gives people talking points, Kevin. That's 90% yeah, it's, of a it's podcast. That's all they fucking care about. It's ridiculous, though. Like, oh, I'm sorry that Billy Bob over there on Twitter with your five followers needs a talking point. What? ridiculous well speaking of a bill person bill o'brien would not stop calling screens eh, kevin (laughs) here we go i so i tweeted (laughs) the game follow me on twitter at belly i tweeted that i know bill belichick is probably going to try to bring bill o'brien in next year and I don't know if that's going to be better or if that how much worse that will be than the Matt Patricia experience. I don't fucking care at this point. I just want Bill O'Brien out of Alabama, out of Tuscaloosa. I even said firing him and leaving him on the tarmac isn't enough. I need to take his phone, his wallet, and his bags, drive out to the middle of Texas, and just dump him there. He could be the next uh, head coach of Nebraska. Oh, please, Nebraska. Please. I mean, no, don't. Nebraska, don't. No, no. No, no, don't do that. He's a master strategist. Fourth and inches? What are you going to call? A halfback draw out of shotgun? That'll catch him off guard. It didn't work out, which is a shame because it was a genius move by him. I would really hate it if another team hired Bill O'Brien and took him away from us. It'd be be a real shame. 
I'd be very upset. The loss of of offensive productivity would be insurmountable, Kevin. Really? I mean, honestly, if a team took away Bill O'Brien, I think the dynasty might be dead. Yeah, just like that in the in the blink of an eye. So Nebraska, really? so Nebraska, I'm telling you here, don't take Bill O'Brien away from Alabama. It's too valuable. Too valuable. Yeah, don't, don't. It's yeah. it it would end horribly for Alabama. And yeah. the rest of college football fans might be happy, but I will be upset if we yeah. lose Bill O'Brien and the dynasty. In it, it will be it'll be chaos. Marshall will be winning uh winning na- national titles. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's you can't have that. You gotta yeah. gotta let Bill O'Brien stay at Alabama. I do want to bring up one quick point before we end the fun belt. They, what they did this weekend was go in to these top schools, take the bag of money dangling out in front of them one and then dipped. That was easily the funniest thing. I think that has happened. I know we're only two weeks into the season or two and a half. If you count that bastard, week zero but it is the funniest thing to just watch them walk off with a million and a half dollars and just be like see you later notre dame thanks for this money that we're gonna spend on our recruits now yeah so for those who didn't see the payouts because when a worse team goes on the road they are paid money by the home team uh app state got one and a half million dollars to beat texas a&m Georgia Southern got $1.42 million to beat Nebraska. And Marshall got $1.25 million to beat Notre Dame. And some less known ones. Incarnate World Word beat Nevada for $400,000. Weber State beat Utah State for $390,000. And Eastern Kentucky beat Bowling Green for $350,000. In seven overtimes, by the way. Oh, it's like Penn State and Illinois over again. Yeah, except the score was like 59 to 56. Oh, so they actually scored fucking points? At least that was a valuable use of their time. God, I'll never get uh, that. I'll never get that afternoon back. (laughs) No, no, you're not. And I'm going to be grumpy about it until I'm I'm dead. (laughs) 59 to 57, seven overtimes. Uh, They scored 21 and 19 points in overtime. That is is ridiculous scoreline. Yeah. It is still annoying that in seven overtimes, they combined for an average, like, five, six points. Stop kicking field goals. Just go for touchdowns. I do not care. Also, considering Eastern Kentucky put up 24 in the second quarter. It's, It's ridiculous. But, yeah, so... Sucks to be... Texas A&M, Notre Dame, man, Nebraska fans are probably celebrating the loss actually because they finally got rid of Scott Frost, but I don't know. Uh, That was the Queen Lizzie Memorial episode. I don't know if that's the official, if I'm going to put that as the official title. It'd be pretty funny. That's true. For SEO purposes though, like we got to like kind of have it to do with the show description. Who knows? Fine. I'll decide. I'll decide while I'm uploading this in like an hour. Uh, that's it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Quadtailgate. Uh, follow Kiernan at Kiernan underscore O. I already dropped my Twitter, but follow me at Belly Up Kev. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>
So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, LSU way. Just gonna put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's could go eight four this year, and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.